Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. My name is Daniel Cole. Welcome to another Record Celtic podcast. Michael Gannon, Mike, how you doing? Not bad, Mike. I don't have Mike. That's a, that's a Sunday name and a half, Mike. He's, he's a centre. I've not called that for a while. He's a centre, I thought to myself. I grew up in the East End of Glasgow. There's not many Mikes in the East End of Glasgow. That's just a wee tester for you. I will, we'll take it. Sorry, it'll be called worse. No, that's it. No. How are you? How are you doing? Not bad, thank you. Yeah, yourself? How's your week going? Yeah, not bad. Um, unfortunately, we're still in pandemic mode, so we, we couldn't get out to the Czech Republic, unfortunately. Um, I wouldn't mind doing a, um, an away game, sampling it again back to normality, but unfortunately, we're, 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 we're grounded still. But um, yeah, I've been interesting this week, big European ties, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we will obviously talk about um, Celtic's fate uh, and fortunes in Europe, but I think the best place to start um, in this week's pod is going back a few days to Tincastle. The first Premiership game of the campaign. A lot of high hopes, despite Celtic being a bit kind of threadbare, um, but it didn't exactly go go to plan, did it? No, it didn't. Um, I, I don't think it was hugely surprising. I mean, given you look at the, the current uh, other squad that they had on the day um, and the problems Celtic had in pre-season in terms of, of rebuilding, and the time it's taken to get to that stage. So it, it wasn't a, a huge surprise. Um, some of the, the kind of, some new things, some positives I thought, some of it's actually okay. Some of it's, I thought it's half decent, but some old feelings, set pieces and all that kind of stuff, and the fragility at the back. Um, the defence looked a bit ropey at times. It was tough on guys like uh, Car- Carol Starfelt getting chucked in there after a kind of day's training. It took him up, obviously, that had a bit of a rough night. I think he's, he's looked shaky at the start and kind of tired at the end. In between times, I actually thought he looked okay. I thought he, he looked as though he was communicating and doing all right. Um, uh, Kyogo, Furuhashi coming on in the last 10 minutes. Poor lad was thrown in. I mean, it's... It, um, I, he's, he's, like, I don't think I've seen a worse first touch for a new signing right enough. Uh, but the poor lad was launched into that kind of environment. He needs a bit of time. Um, he's got a lot of potential, I think. Um, but needs a bit of time to settle. But it's listen, Celtic are where they are. They haven't recruited early enough, um, and they had to go into that game a little bit again, a little bit patchwork. Uh, I know the manager won't use that as an excuse, and he probably shouldn't because there's still enough quality in that squad to, to cope with playing against Hearts apart from the Championship. But there is a fragility about Celtic. It has been for a, a year or so now. It was still there, and it's going to just take time. Celtic are very much a work in progress and it's just it's a very much a, the start of a work in progress. So it's going to take a lot of time to get it right and there's going to be some bumps and that was another bump for Celtic and it was a, a poor start and it puts it puts them in the, under that pressure already um, in the season, which is ridiculous in day one, but that's the, that's the reality in Scottish football. Um, but I, I, questions about the way they're going to play... Um, 
do they have the personnel to play that way yet? I don't think so, but um, but we'll see. But it's a it's a, it's a poor start, and um, it says put the pressure on right away or more pressure on. Yeah, and as you mentioned about Furuhashi when he came on in particular, that touch as you say. I thought to myself, I just felt so sorry for him. Like, thrown in at all grounds, Tynecastle, probably didn't know if it was New York or New Year, didn't know what was going on. Um, but the one at the start felt, obviously, in the first five minutes, looked like, oh, hold on a minute. But as the game grew, I thought you could see a player there. I thought you could see why Celtic had paid the money for him. Yeah, definitely. As I say, the first the, the start of the period, I think he looked a bit rabbits in headlights as well. Uh, understandably, he's only been a thing in one training session, maybe. Um, having come out of quarantine, so he was going to be he was going to be uh, raw and, and rusty at that point. Um, but like you say, I think the good hour. I think towards the last kind of twenty minutes, you could see he was blown. I think he looked ti- I thought he looked tired towards the end. Um, but there's definitely a player there. I think I don't think there's much fear about what he can bring. Um, I think he'll be all right. For the hash, you have to wait and see. He needs he'll need time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, I spoke to him on Monday. Um, via his interpreter, he was there, and we asked, and I asked him about his about his um his debut and what he thought about. I think he was, I think it was a little bit of shock about just how f- ferocious and fast and furious it was. Um, and it's, it's actually said that his his one training session gave him a bit of a shock as well, how physical it was. Um, so he's it's going to take him a bit of time to get to get the hang of getting the lumps kicked out of him in Scottish football and yeah, training as well. Um, but I'll be interested to see how he copes uh, eventually down the line, especially physically, because um, it is different to the G League and, and that kind of thing. Uh, on, on on the game itself, so obviously there's a few major talking points. Um, the first one that I would draw attention to, Andy Halliday's tackle on yeah. uh, Callum McGregor. I, personally, I thought it was an absolute shocker. Um, and was pro- I mean I know he didn't get a yellow for it. Personally, I, I think it's probably a red card. And do you know what kind of got in my goat a wee bit? And I can understand a lot of Celtic fans have been annoyed by this. It's the whole holiday getting up, throwing his arms up, outraged he's giving away a free kick. And I know that's what footballers do, but with a particularly bad tackle like that, it was a, it was a bad one. It, it was. Uh, listen, I'm. In the current climate, in the current football, I thought it's probably would be looking with a red card for that kind of tackle. Uh, I don't think he was booked, was he? No, he wasn't booked, no. Um, uh, personally, I think it looks bad when you see it re- replayed over and over again. It looks bad. It looks like he's going studs up in the ankle. I don't think that was his intention. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I know there's, there's, there's history there, but it looked to me like a, a cynical foul to, give, to trip the guy up who's racing away in the break. Um, which a manager would say take the card and, and deal with it I don't think it was an attempt to maliciously harm um, Cal McGregor um, so I, I think it probably was a red because it was so cynical and it was the, and the way it would end I think it was more dangerous than it had to be I suppose um, because he was stretching out and there's no way of getting your, your toe to try and get him to trip him up at that point so it was, it was so cynical yeah I'd say about, I would, I'd probably think it would be a red card as for his response, he's a professional football player. That's what they do. Uh, uh, um, that's how it works. But I'm, uh, I'm just too nice a boy, Nick. I, I, Mick, I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, that's 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 not in my locker. I'm older. You know, I grew up in the, the killing fields of uh, the Glasgow and district. So <laughs> I think you know, that kind of thing was expected. Uh, a cuddle. If your teammate didn't do that kind of thing, you would shout at him for not doing it. <laughs> True. Maybe that's, maybe that's my problem. Maybe I'm just an old an old dinosaur. The other on my little list here, I've got written next to me. Um, Talking points, um, and I don't want to pile on him, 
but Scott Bain for the, the Hearts winner. I mean, I, I, I've watched that a few times. I can't really work out what he was what he was trying to do there. Yeah, listen, the, the, the defence, you look at it, they're, they're maintaining a really, really high line. Mm-hmm. Really high line. And so is Scott Bain. And the ball was terrific. It drops in that kind of corridor uncertainty that the defence didn't know where to, to go back with it to try and win it or the goalie to come. And it turns out that neither departments did either. Mm-hmm. So they kind of they kind of half-heartedly went back in with the man. Bain realised that it was probably not going to be a ball for him to go get. Tried to get back, and by that point, he's no man's land. It was a malfunction on on all on all sides. I don't I don't think you would just say it's, it's a goalkeeping error. I think he was caught in between kind of two minds because of the high line and the the the, the good delivery. Um, and it just looked really messy. I think there was three Hearts players. Without a, without a man marking them it just, it just looked like a tired um, disorganised set piece at the end uh, for all concerned um, so that, that was so I, wouldn't, I wouldn't just be, be pointing at the goalkeeper on that one um, obviously being an ex-goalkeeper as well goalie's union but no I think I, th- I can take a point I think he was caught in no man's land and the ball ends up in the net in pretty much the middle of the goal didn't it as well right um, so he stayed in his line he would, have, he would have probably saved it but the way they've played it the way it's set up he's going to have to be maintain a, a kind of high line but then if you're going to be that high up you're going to need to come to deal, deal with it then so I can I take the point but I think that the whole thing was a bit shambolic to be honest with that goal yeah, I think that's fair the, the other point I wanted to, to um, shine the spotlight on but in a good way for a change was uh, Anthony Ralston because I think with the best well in the world he's never going to be Celtic's long term right back I think even the boy himself would admit that. But I thought I'll wait to Michelin's and again at Tynecastle. He's given everything. He's tried like an absolute bear. He might not have the final ball at times. You know, as I say, he might not be the finished package. He's given everything and he got a brilliant goal the other night just through sheer drive, hard work. And I, and I kind of feel like he deserves a, a few props for that. No, definitely. Listen, you can't, you can't afford him. The one thing you always get from Tony Ralston is effort. I mean, Listen, arguably sometimes too much. He's a little bit too keen at times. Uh, that's true. Teams into tackles and all that stuff. He's a wee bit um, excitable at times. Um, and it feels that, listen, that back line, you've got Tony Ralston and, and Neil Beton. They, these guys were, were fourth and fifth choice four years ago. Four <laughs> years ago. Uh-huh. Now, now they're, they're, I mean, Beton's been treated like he had to come back in as, as a first choice. But she was, it was fifth choice. I mean, he played in Champions League qualifiers in the past because two or three guys were out. Do you know? Do you know? Sorry to jump in, Mick, but do you know what's funny? I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he was saying that he was reading through his texts, and it was from the the Rogers era, and it was like, it was like, oh no, Beaton centre half again tonight. But then a couple of weeks ago, he was like, we better have Beaton in at centre half. Just, it just shows you like the, how the club's been run. Exactly, it just shows how it's gone in the last three years. I mean, when I seen the qualifiers have historically had problems with defence, but usually it's one guy out. It causes a bit of problem uh, at centre half, and they've had to play guys. Um, or you and Connell playing a qualifier. Uh, Beaton and I are playing in Astana when the two of them are still midfield players. Yeah. Two centre mids playing at centre half. Uh, had a, a really scary night. There was nights when the Sidi Yanko was in there. Remember the the Sidi Yanko who wasn't exactly a remember uh, it was Effie Ambrose over at um, was it Redimps? Yeah, but Effie played against Juventus in the last 16 and all at that point in time so he wasn't he wasn't, wasn't the Effie that, that maybe not quite the Effie became um, but I remember some some 
some, but that but that defence in, in in Europe was a was a whole back four rather than just one or two guys had to come in. Um, which is uh, obviously the Celtic will, will, will rue it now and uh, not having acted uh, acted sooner. But I think Starfield will help that situation. I still, I still think he's one more at the back, at least one more. Um, with Christopher Julien being a bit uh, a couple months away, maybe a month or two away. So yeah, it's still an area they need to look at. As the consummate pro, uh, Mick, you, you've led us perfectly into my next talking point. So, do you think they will get another centre half in? They need to. I think they need to. Um, because it looks to me like it's like the right back's the priority at the minute defensively. We'll come on in a minute to Joe Hart, but the right back. I agree with you. I think they badly need another centre half. I think they need. I think they need one, perhaps two. I think they need four, four centre halves um, to run through the whole season. So it's a, a high impact position that the guys are, tend to get injured and suspensions and all that stuff. So I think you need three, uh, three at least three top notch ones and maybe four. Um, at the moment, there's there's Starfelt, Welsh, Beaton. Right, okay, you can class them in that four, but I still think Christopher Julian not going to be available till September, back fit maybe October. I think you need another one in there. Even, I think, yeah, definitely. I think maybe two right backs, one maybe two uh, right backs, another another uh, left back to compete. Um, there's still a striker because Hudson Edward is likely to be going at some point. Um, can you rely on on Lee Griffiths and Albion Yeti? A Yeti, jury still out. Griffiths, we know what he can do, but hasn't done it for three or four years. So another striker. So there's still major surgery required. That's all, that's all first team players. So you're talking five first team players and another three or four good backups because at the moment the backups, you think, are they good enough to, to go over the whole, whole season? I don't know. I doubt it. So you're now up to eight, nine players, first team squad players. That's a lot to bring in. Although they have brought in a couple, obviously, this week, which helps, but I still think they're still need another four or five uh, first-team players. Well, the, the, the couple you, the, this week that you mentioned, let's let's have a quick um, talk about them. So, Joe Hart, first of all, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think it's a, listen, he's got 75 caps for England. <laughs> he's won two Premier, Premier League titles in England. FA Cups, League Cups, Champions League, World Cups, Europe. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a guy who's got a lot of experience, a lot of pedigree. Uh, and a rough couple of years so I get there's a bit, a bit of reticence from some supporters um, but he's got he's only 34 um, he's had a couple of rough years hasn't played an awful lot in that time which doesn't help him I think either so maybe maybe get him uh, in and playing we saw what the, for Fraser Foster coming back and playing um, get a bit of confidence it's a, it's a huge big deal I think is he an upgrade than what they've got without a doubt He's better. He's a better goalkeeper than it's currently in the books. Um, so straight away, it's not great. You, you could say, Mick, that he's at head and shoulders above Barkas and Ben. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'll get, I'll get my coat. I thought he was going to say it as a, 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 because he's worth it, but is that the wrong one? <laughs> that would have worked. That would have worked. That's the wrong one, isn't it? Aye. Um, they cost a pound ten. <laughs> I can, I can, listen, we want to do this we could be here all day. <laughs> My tabloid uh, senses are tingling. Aye. Um, aye. What were we saying? Aye. Listen, I think he is a top notch. Listen, the question marks I've got is about the way Celtic play. Is he going to fit the way that um, Ange Postacoglu wants Celtic to play? Because he wants his goalkeeper to be involved in the, the passion they play. And the, the, the talk years ago was that, that, that Pep Guardiola didn't think that Joe Harp's good enough for the ball at his feet. Um, for his team but 
I'm, I'd listen a caveat that not being quite good enough with the ball at your feet for that Man City team under Pep Guardiola is not the same as not being great with your feet with, with the Celtic. Aye. Because, Aye. listen, Man City are spending 100 million quid on a superkeeper to Aye. do that role. And, and, and by the way, who, a guy who could probably play centre mid in Scotland half the time. <laughs> I mean, that's... No, I wouldn't be hold, I wouldn't be... I don't like this kind of um, Joe Hart's rubbish to the ball at his feet. I mean, that's quite frankly a bit of nonsense, really. Aye. I, mean, I agree, yeah. It'd be different taking Emmanuel Neuer or, or Allison or these kind of guys. But he's not he's not somebody who's going to be a bomb scare with the body's feet. He's, he's very capable. Whether he is capable of doing what the manager wants him to do, we'll find out. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see because he does like his goalkeeper to have a lot of touches. Um, Scott Bain had to quit a, a awful lot again at the weekend. Um I think I think Barkas isn't that hot on that to be honest with you either. I, I don't I don't think he's that. And I know that's that's maybe one of his big selling points, but I don't maybe don't see it as much. So we'll see. But we'll see. But I don't. I wouldn't have subscribed to this kind of always murder the ball at his feet. I'm, I'm sure he can do a couple of keepy uppies and ping a ball to the left back. The other thing I'd say as well is that um, the one big contrast between Celtic and Rangers that I can see at the minute is that I'm trying to say this in a, in a polite, family-friendly way, but Celtic don't have any. Any men that are going to go and kick you, going to like what's you know any bad men, you, you know what I mean? Any what's the phrase here? <laughs> a mean streak or a bit of aye, exactly. Boys and that kind of stuff, yeah. Aye, I couldn't get I couldn't get a word beginning with B out of my head. So I thanks for that, like I it. But aye, someone like that, like someone with a bit of personality, is going to come in and like is going to stick a foot in, is going to say that they're not going to be bullied. I know Hearts a goalie, obviously. But he's got a bit of personality about him. Do you know what I mean? He'll, he'll yeah. you know, he'll, he'll kind of go in there and shake the place up a bit. Kind of sounds like you're talking about a guy who was man of the match for Aberdeen last week. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds <laughs> exactly. Very much the guy who was at Aberdeen's man of the match the last couple of weeks. Point, um, but whether that becomes something that's Celtic regret as well, uh, I don't know. I know people had these. I know Scott Brown did these critics last year, but. Aye, he's a big character on that, that that side. Hearts, as I say, is experienced character. He knows. He'll be a, a leader. You'd like to think he's a leader in there. Um, so yeah, I think, and I think communication at the back as well. A new, a new, a new look defence. You need that kind of level of communication as well. So I think, yeah, I think it ticks pretty much every box. Uh, Joe Hart. I don't think it's a. I think it's a decent signing. And the other lad that's coming, obviously, is James McCarthy. He's just about to turn thirty-one. Still plenty of life in him yet. And always had a couple of bad injuries. Um, but he played nineteen times last year for Palace. Um, we, we all know he's a big Celtic fan. He could maybe maybe be that sort of player that I'm that I was referencing to a minute ago. Yeah, listen, uh, a fully fit and firing James McCarthy certainly can't get him. They tried to get him in the past, can't afford him. He'll be playing Premier League football in England week in week out because he's that good. That's he has been that good. He's he's played there for a decade. Um, uh, unfortunately, the last three or four seasons he has had. Some pretty horrendous injury problems. Uh, I know Celtic tried to get him on loan when he came back from his first big injury at Everton. And I think Brendan Rodgers nearly had him in the door, but there was issues about the loan fee and all that stuff. And but to be to be fair, spending a lot of money on a loan fee with a guy coming back from a long term injury, it would be a big gamble. So I don't, I would, I wouldn't be slaughtering Celtic for not for not spending two or three million quid on a loan fee at that time or whatever, whatever it was. So I get that. Mm-hmm. But now. Uh, he's 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 finally arrived at Celtic as a free agent. Um, still question marks fitness wise has to be. I mean, I think I actually think James has 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 
he came through at such a young age at Hamilton and we, and we, we hailed him for playing. I think he played 100 games before he was even 18 at Hamilton, which is great. And he played a lot of games. He moved down south, but a lot of games down south really early on. And I think it actually might have been detrimental to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a lot of miles on the clock for a guy at 30, 31. Um, and he's had serious injuries in the last three or four years. So it's all about fitness for him. If, if Celtic get the, a, a fit and firing James McCarthy, they've won a watch. They've won a watch. But there are concerns over that fitness because it, it, the last... But four seat. I think. I think. I think. I seen a stat that that, that Cal McGregor played more minutes last season than McCarthy's played in the last four. I think I saw the same stat. I think yeah, it's an incredible stat. Um, but if if he can stay fit, I think. I don't think. From what I hear, I don't know if he, how fit he is at the moment. So it might not be one that he's. I'd be surprised if he gets pitched straight in. I mean, maybe it might be. It might be wrong. Maybe he spent the last um, two or three weeks hammering it and getting up to the fitness. Because I, I heard. Last I heard a few weeks ago, he wasn't quite there. and had some had some concerns about his, his, about his fitness in general. Um, but if he feels up to it, I mean, the four-year contract is a eye-opener. We got up for 35 by the end of that four years. Um, but I can understand why they did that, because I want to try and tempt him to stay, because I think they will be interested in him. Because, listen, England, teams in England, maybe maybe probably championship level, I thought, if we get 20 games out of this guy a season... That's half a season. That's 20 games that he'll be influencing and doing well. That's not bad. It might be the same as Celtic. You yeah. might not get the 60 games you get out of Callum McGregor. Very few people do, to be fair. Um, he's a Duracell Bunny in that team. Um, Maybe cherry pick it for Rangers, European ties. It might, be, it might be that's we have to play it. Um, but listen, he's, he's top drawer and he's, he's he'll play that kind of that kind of defensive midfielder role. Um there's still, still question marks over uh, over sorrow. I'm not. I'm not sure. He's young, right enough. I'm uh, not not fully convinced about him yet. But he'll he can slot in there without a problem uh, and play that, that that kind of Scott Brown kind of role. Um, so I feel that sorrow could just give away a foul in an empty phone box. It's, it's mad. He's a, he's a good tidy player, but he's just always giving away silly fouls. I think he's neat. I think he's neat on the ball and he can and keep and retain possession and recycle it and all that stuff. But I think he does have a tendency to. Lose himself in a game, positional wise. You see him, um, but they kind of when the fullbacks are. I mean, I mean, Postecoglou likes to play fullbacks now. Weird and wacky role sometimes in in games, not all the time, but in games. And he's got to be the one that's kind of filling these, these blanks. And sometimes I think he gets a bit want, he's a bit lost in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's young, you might improve, but McCarthy can do it. No, no. Um, and if they're going to persevere with this way of playing, with these kind of, I don't want to go all kind of uh, hipster um, on you, but these converted fullbacks at times and all that stuff, then he might be the guy that can cope with, with slotting in these positions. And it just depends on his on his legs. That's, I mean, if he, if he can get himself and stay fit, then it's then Celtic have absolutely want to watch. But we'll have to wait and see. And just very finally, Mick, because uh, you know, you know, I would love to stay here all day, chew the, chew the fat. We could be here talking for hours, but I know you've got other things to do. Um, but very finally, Europe, Europe. We need to very t- very quickly touch upon yeah. European ambitions. So since we last had a pod, obviously we know Michelin uh, tossed Celtic out in the Europa League. Um, Czech side is it Jablonek? Jablonek, yeah. Jablonek. Sorry, Jablonek. Aye, that's that. That's that. That's that. See, you 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 the you say tomato. <laughs> um, I think that's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a tough game. I mean, admittedly... Uh, a tough game for Celtic right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
my overall point here is what I'm coming towards is see if Celtic do, and again, I'm maybe scaremongering here or whatever. Even if they get through that, AZ Alkmaar is a really, really tough tie. It is. It is. And it might be coming too early in the kind of um, Postecoglou revolution. I think uh, these games all came too, too quick for them. Um, again, I'm always amazed that, that Celtic seem to get these, these ties seem to jump out and Celtic are hiding behind a bush. I mean, but um, yeah, listen. I think I think forget about his edge just now. I think getting through this tie is is, is not going to be that easy. I mean, listen, we've seen the, the the Czech teams last year against Celtic and and Rangers. Um, Jablonic finished not that far behind them in third place. So they're they're not going to be. Got, I mean, definitely under the kind of no mugs um, definition of a European tie. So it's going to be tricky. Um, and Celtic's favour is they went out to Michelin having been the better side against Michelin. And and also if Fraser if, if Fraser if James Forrest slots that away at one 0 I know it's after some bats, but yeah, probably game over. Yeah, yeah. It's if 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 your auntie had uh, a you know what snap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I did think Celtic played well enough in times to, to actually to progress in that tie. I don't think Michelin were any great shakes to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I think they would have been a kind of. I think they would have finished third in the Scottish League, to be honest with you. I don't think they would have finished uh, anywhere higher than that. But at best, maybe even third or fourth or fifth, to be honest. I think they were, they were pretty much bog standard, um, or bang average, what you call it. Uh, I don't think Jablon are great shakes either, but I see Celtic just now have got a bit of a fragility, and they're, they're trying to bed in new faces, and it's it's early in their, in their kind of... Um, the rebuilding uh, cycle. So anything could happen. I mean, I wouldn't surprise me if Celtic go out there and get a result and progress fairly comfortably. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I, I've seen enough signs against Mitchelland and, and even in the game of Hearts. I think there's some good stuff there, the way they're playing. Um, there are some things that, that, that concern me as well that I, I do think the manager's trying to play a stick. Listen, I don't blame him because he is trying to, he's building something for himself and he, I think he's trying to play away and he wants to get it in, ingrained from the start. But I don't think he's got the players that can play it right now. I mean, see the fullback thing. I'm not a big fan of that kind of way. I must admit, it's listen. I'm not. Uh, there's a reason why not that many sides can do it. Man City can do it because they've got two hundred million pound fullbacks that can take a ball in a half turn. Most fullbacks haven't learned how to take a ball in a half turn for for, for twenty years. I don't, I don't want to again. I don't want to play it pile on. But I thought Greg Taylor at the weekend really struggled. Like he just. Oh, but- Listen, I feel for these guys because... I mean, I feel for them, man. You're a fullback from from 10 years old. You're taught to knock the ball inside and not wait for a, 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 a wall pass and get in behind the opposition fullback. And get and the ball is always in your front, the front of you. You run onto it and you cross it. That's that's what they've been trained to do from a kid. When you play that, that inverted role, you're asking the guy to be inside the park and then the midfielder drops in, knock the ball on your feet. You're asking a, a, a guy who's not been trained for 20 years to take a ball on a half turn and build that way and you're also removing the, the playmaker from that position as well and I get why they do it because it works see it works open teams up like that aye, aye. but a lot of times you're, you're putting a guy under a lot of pressure in that in that area and a lot of times what you find is they just knock it back because they know it's a gamble taken on a turn and they don't know what's behind them because fullbacks aren't used to taking balls on a turn um, but so I, I think if you get the right guys in there Blimey, it can it can work a treat, and we've seen it. Listen, teams like Bayern Munich do it. 
they've got Kimmich that can do it. So actually, <laughs> one of the best guys in the world at it can play any position in the park. Um, asking these guys to do it, I think maybe at this point in time might be a big ask. But they don't do it. They don't do it all the time. It's not something that does for ninety minutes. So it's not something that you're asking these guys to do constantly. Every every ball is not coming into the defeat with, with, with two midfielders at the backside. No. Um, but I just think it's risky, and I've seen it on Saturday at Tynecastle. A lot of ball, a lot of balls getting one off them, and and Celtic getting put under pressure on the break because of it. Um, so um, that is a wee bit of a worry just now. That kind of way of playing, um, but it might be that once he gets the guys in, he wants to bring in, they can play that way. Um, I think Greg Taylor's got his own strengths. I think he, um, that's maybe not not part of it, but. Um, but that's it's all a work in progress. It's really hard stuff. I see it. massive work in progress right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, listen, Mick, Mike, Michael, Michelle. It's, yeah. been, it's been a as always. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, and fingers crossed when we uh, do a Celtic pod again, there'll be a, a few more good results under our belt. Good stuff. Catch you later. Thanks very much, Mike. Cheers. Yeah.